Hey, Star Coaches, just a quick note before this week's awesome show. Are you aware that we're more than halfway through 2020? And if you're an ICF credentialed coach, you are on a three-year cycle for recredentialing, and those cycles come up in December. So my challenge to you is to check your timeline, see where you are, and what those requirements are. If you are still in need of mentor coaching or need more core competency continuing education hours, the time is now to join the mentor program because mentoring has to go over at least three months. I have a mentor program that's open right now. Early bird rates are still in effect but time is limited and space is definitely limited. So if you're interested in joining us to build those coaching muscles, to learn more about the new core competencies, to spend time in a small group setting with some fabulous like-minded professionals, be sure to check out the program at starcoachshow.com forward slash mentor. That's starcoachshow.com forward slash mentor. M-E-N-T-O-R. Would love to have you join us. And now let's go to this week's show. You are listening to The Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 195. Like the difference between me making it and not is just my own belief in myself. And even more than that, it's my own belief in my clients. And I think that in coaching, often I honestly believe our clients buy the belief we have in them. You know, they buy the belief that we have in them that we can get them results, you know, and they borrow our belief until they build that within themselves. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Well, hello. It's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and I am absolutely passionate about helping coaches bring their coaching into the world. Whether we can help you do that by strengthening your skills and your competencies, therefore your confidence, whether it's about creating the kind of business that you need to be able to bring your coaching into the world, whether it's getting into a place where you can share with organizations what it is that you as a coach do. Each and every week, we're going to focus on something that will hopefully minimize the barriers and increase your success in being the kind of professional coach that you would like to be. Now, part of that becomes our mindset and the inner game, as our guest says today, the inner game that we have to get under control to be able to have the outer game create the kinds of sustainable results that we want. With that, I am excited to introduce you today to Barry Magaliderti. He is an award-winning coach, the founder and director of The Game Changers, he was chosen as Australian Coach of the Year for the 2016 Innovation and Excellence in Business Coaching 
in Australia. Now, as we're going to explore in our interview today, Barry learned quickly that the key was his inner game and that he needed to work on his inner game to be able to create real tangible and sustainable results in his outer game. And in that, we're going to do some exploration around what his journey was, because I really believe that we can each learn from one another, those who have trailed ahead of us and have created the kind of success in their lives that they have been striving for. What can we learn from that? So I've asked Barry to share his journey. And in that journey, we're going to learn more about his inner and outer game and how that was a catalyst that sparked the creation of the Game Changers business for him. Since starting that business, Barry has assisted business owners to create those tangible results in their businesses, tripling and quadrupling growth in many instances, and also sees how that impacts their personal lives as well. Barry is a peak performance coach based in Perth, Australia. And in our talk today, we're going to look at how he facilitated sustainable heart-based change for himself and how he does that for the clients that he works with. This show is all about the transformation that we can create. And I'm super excited to have you learn from Barry. So let's go ahead and go to our interview now. Barry, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am so pleased to be spending time with you today. Thanks for having me, Meg. How are you? I am good. So we are Tuesday night here in the States, Wednesday morning over there for you. And we're hot, you're cold. I mean, look at we're we're just a little opposites today. We are going to talk about some things today that I think are going to perk up the ears of our audience. I think we're all in that place of where are we in mindset and the psychology of being successful and and we'll get to all of that, but I'd really like to start with the path that you've taken to success and sort of where you are in your coaching journey. Like what's brought you to where you are now? Yeah, great question. To give you the longer to short, I started my first business when I was 18 years old, which was in the kitchen and bathroom manufacturing industry. I just always had a natural talent for, for trades and doing things with my hands and very quickly grew into quite a large business, turning over multiple millions. I had a bunch of staff, met a woman along the way and had a couple of boys, a couple of children. And my first, like when I went to business, it, it kind of happened. It was accidental, but I made the decision that I wanted to build this business to be in a position so that when I eventually had a family, and it wasn't even on the cards back then, but when I had a family, I could spend more time with them and I'd have the financial resources to support them. You know, growing up, my family was, they weren't super well off, but we never went without anything. But my dad was always working. He was, you know, always out there doing what he needed to do. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to go into business and I'll make sure that I'm in a position that when I eventually have a family, I can spend time with my kids and you know, we got a bit more money flowing. And long story short, a few years in, I you know, met this woman, had a couple of children. And not only did I not have what I went into business to achieve, it was quite the opposite. I was actually working even more hours than my father was for me growing up. I had even less money. And basically, I, I could never understand how I went in with such a clear intention and outcome. And it's like everyone says, like, start with it in mind. Yet I, could, I, I created the same experience that my father had on steroids. 
like and so towards, negative way on steroids. I mean, yeah, negative, the exact like was, opposite of the direction you wanted to be in. Exact opposite. Like I just followed my my father's patterning, I guess you could say. You know, your audience is coaching; they'd understand that tenfold. Mm-hmm. And towards the very end of that journey, I sought out some coaching, or I went to an event. And coaching was a little bit new back then. It certainly wasn't Australia anyway. And I learned some stuff. I was like, oh, this could really help, but, but it was a bit too little, too late. You know, like by that stage, I was, you know eight years into my journey, had made a lot of mistakes, had really screwed things up for myself. And I guess long story short, you know, she left, she took the kids, couldn't live that lifestyle anymore. And I'm like, what am I doing myself? Like, that was when I realized that not only I'd not created the outcome, but I created what I was trying to avoid. Right. And ended up having to file for bankruptcy to tidy things up there to try to rebuild my relationship with her and my kids. They moved to the other side of the country. I could no longer run and operate that business. One of the hardest decisions in my life. But it was shortly afterwards, like the question kind of posed is like, how did I, how did I screw things up so bad? Like, how did I go in there? Like, I'm a good person. I'm, I'm quite spiritual. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit, little bit intelligent. Like, how could I've messed things up so bad? That was, that was so like, intentional that this was not going to happen this way. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up coming across a Tony Robbins CD, Ultimate Power, I think it was. And I listened to the first track and I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a coach. And it wasn't about being a business coach or anything. Like, who was I? I was a, I was a failed business owner. But it was about going, wow, like, like, I want to learn how I mess things up so bad and I want to help others never mess things up as bad as what I did. Like, I never want anyone to go through the pain and the suffering and the agony and everything I've been through the last few years of my life. Like, I want to find a way to help people through that. Like, and I used to go to restaurants and I'd see couples sitting there eating dinner, like not talking. And I was quite, I've always been quite empathic and quite intuitive and I would feel the pain that these couples were having. I'm like, man, I would just love the tools to be able to walk across that table and have a conversation with them and then rekindle the, the love that they once had, then rekindle the connection they once had. Like, because I was just, I was just sick of seeing people in pain and sick of experiencing pain for myself. So that was mm-hmm. kind of what got me to, I guess, exploring coaching and never in a million years thought that I'd be where I am today from, mm-hmm. from that decision back then. And so when you think, when you have applied all of that, let's talk a little bit about, you've got a couple different businesses that bring value to the community and um, just talk a little bit, obviously in the intro, people got uh, an understanding a little bit about what you do, but share a little bit more about those businesses with us. Yeah. So I started my coaching journey and I was helping people with things like abuse, depression, anxiety, and things like that. And it was just good to be helping people. And a few years later, I realized that all my clients were business owners And they were all reporting that they were getting incredible results in their business through the work that we were doing on what I call the inner game. And I was like, this is really strange. Like I've got nothing to do with their sales, their marketing or their leadership or their systems yet. They're all kicking ass in business and they all report it's been a change since working with me. And I was like, maybe there's something in this, like maybe there's something within the experiences we have internally and the results that we create externally. And so I kept going down that path started to position to work with more business owners, not about growing their business, but about helping them to perform, perform better. And now eight years in, I've got a, a fairly large business coaching company called The Game Changers here in Australia. We've got international clients. We're very, very well known for helping our clients to triple their profits and double their time off in 12 months or less. So 
we're delivering that result I looked for. I was going to say, so you're helping people get exactly what you want, what you had worked toward and, and just weren't able to make it happen before. But then once you made it happen for yourself, you're able to translate that into helping other people get that dream as well. That's so yeah. good. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we now have a, a proven system that just works over and over and over again to the point that last December I stepped out of the business. The business is still growing. The business is still running and I'm not needing to be involved. You know, every week we're bringing new clients in. Every week we're serving clients. Every week we're getting testimonies and I'm having nothing to do with the process because I've built that that, that we now replicated and taught them to build for themselves as well. So when you think about building a sustainable business that you actually don't have to have your your fingers in. I think that's probably kind of blowing the mind of some of the people that are listening. I know we didn't like intend to talk about that, but just in general, what were some of the things that you had to think about and get into place for you to be able to say, this is a well-run machine without me necessarily being at the driver's in the driver's seat? Yeah, really good question. There's a few things. First thing that I've realized is that we never, ever, ever have business problems, ever. We only ever have personal problems that get expressed through our business. And I believe that to be everything in life is that we never have anything outside of us. It's always within inside of us and our projections and our perceptions of what's happening. And if we look back then going through that bankruptcy, I was in so much pain, but there was something in me. There was just something deep inside of me that felt comfortable with it. And it was like it almost knew that there was an important part of my journey to go through that. And I look back now and that was the greatest gift that I've ever had. And I think what stops a lot of people is that we get way too caught up in our perception of what's happening to us mm-hmm. rather than realizing it's happening for us, right? Nothing ever happens to us. It happens for us. But if we're painting the, the brush of crisis or of challenge or adversity, we're not receiving the gifts in that experience. And so for that, far too often we overestimate what we can do in a short period of time. It's like, oh, I want to start a coaching business. And then a month thing, you've got no paying clients and you go and pack it up and you focus on the next shiny thing. You know, like, like consistency pays off and we overestimate what we can do in a short period of time, but we underestimate what we can do in a long period of time. Like I've been in business for 18 years, which is mm-hmm. now more than half my life. And I'm finally at a position where I'm like, yeah, like, like I'm, I'm experiencing success now. Like I've got a business, I've got a life far beyond what I dream of. But it wasn't, it wasn't a year in the making, you know, right. like it's like I'm an overnight success 18 years in the making, you know, heck I no, wasn't. No, exactly. And, and from the outside, people will look in and say, well, look, at it, it looks so easy. Barry did it. Why, well, why can't I do it? Or why? And it's, they weren't with you for those 18 years. And yet you learned from every single thing that you did through those 18 years. Yeah. Really so important. A, yeah, there's a couple of things. I think I didn't quite answer your question, but that's an important, I guess, this important like framework or fundamental because that attitude, that behavior, that mentality, if you don't have that, nothing that I speak to anyone around systems or strategies or tactics will ever work. You can give the same strategy to two people with two different mindsets, they get two different results. Not because the strategy is flawed, but because their thinking or the way that they go about executing it is is flawed. And even equally too, like what they're willing to attract in based on their biases and based on their beliefs and based on their upbringings that is, you know, maybe unprocessed emotion or unprocessed trauma. But in terms of the business, like when I, I guess, committed to this business, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be different. I'm seeing all these business coaches out there that are talking about creating freedom and getting your business to work without you yet every single one of them is stuck in their business. Every single one of them is the front person for their business 
Every single one of them is delivering the coaching or delivering the events. And I was like, there's a huge incongruency there. The market is not, the market's not even noticing. I was like, I want to be one of the first that builds this business, builds this entity to walk my talk, to actually go through the process, not because I don't enjoy what I'm doing, not because I don't love what I'm doing, but without that, I'm being so incongruent and so inauthentic to the offer that we have to the marketplace. <laughs> and so I wanted to create a business that could operate independent of me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to create a business that meant that I could travel wherever I want in the world and still be involved or not. And I wanted to create a business that provided me with the financial income all while making a huge difference. So that was kind of, I guess, the clear, bigger picture, how that happened. Like I never would have thought it would have happened this way or it would even look like what it looks like now. But that was, I guess, the end game that mm-hmm. I was aiming for. I've worked the last nine years to get there. So good. And in that, I'm sure that there are, you had to get clear about some of your systems or some of your, what the results are that you bring and the way that you bring those results had to be able to be understood and then shared so that it can work without you, but it's your, it's your product that's, that's working. So all that. So with that, all that good stuff that you said leads right into what we were going to talk about, which is mindset. So when we think about how one of the things that, happens repeatedly with coaches that I work with is, oh my gosh, Meg, how do I ask for money for what I do? Or how do I, I don't know that price question and that value question and that shrinking away, like having a fabulous chemistry call with somebody and then freezing and not being able to ask for, do you want to partner with me? Do you want to work with me? Or this is what it, whatever, what those are the blocks that I hear repeatedly. So you and I talked about that. And we were like, it would be really good to talk about that mindset and the psychology of being a successful coach. So I kind of set the stage for that. But I would love to know where you want to go with that. There's there are so many things that just came through me right then as you shared that. I just remember all these different pivotal moments of my journey that I'd I'd love to share a couple if that's okay. Oh, please. The the first thing I'm going to say is like, just do it. Like, it's as simple as that. I've, I've met so many coaches that just are so caught up in the BS in their their own belief systems. Like, oh, I haven't got enough experience yet. I haven't done enough pro bono hours yet. Oh, what if they ask me a question I can't answer? Like, what if they do? Like, tell them you don't know the answer and you'll find it for them. You know, like, stop getting so caught up in your story because at the end of the day, like right now you have a medicine, you have a voice, you have a message that others are waiting to hear. And if you don't step up, if you're not willing to step into the arena, like you can't play the game from the sidelines. So if you're a coach right now, like get on the bloody field, be okay to make mistakes, be okay to be vulnerable, be okay to share where things are at. So the first thing is just do it. The second thing is leverage. I started working, I, I met this guy through a meditation practice that I was doing many, many years ago who became my, my best mate. And he was coaching in the early days that I was coaching. I was like, man, I want to be like him. Like he's doing these speaking things and he's helping people out. He's making a difference. And I had a conversation with him that turned into a sales conversation. He sold me and he sold me on three and a half thousand dollars a month for 12 months coaching. Now, this was a few months after I'd been bankrupt. I was paying for a coaching course. I had like a thousand bucks in my bank and he sold me on it. And I was like, I've only got a thousand bucks. He's like, that's okay. You'll find a way. Like, this is the deal. You'll find a way if you want it. You'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. And so I paid him the last thousand dollars, the only thousand dollars I had. And I found him two and a half thousand dollars the next day. Like I borrowed the money because I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get caught up in the story of like, what about next month? Or what about this? It's like, no, I want this and I'll find a way to make it happen. And he taught me on that, he taught me on that call a very important lesson around sales and not buying into other people's stories and, and really being 
being clear on the value that you can bring and the transformation you could bring. And he also shared with me, he said that, that if people pay, they pay attention. And if people pay a lot, they pay a lot of attention. And back then I was charging like 160 bucks for a coaching session, which for some people was probably quite good, but I was getting a lot of people not show up. A lot of people mm-hmm. canceled last minute and it was, I was getting fed up with it. And I realized in that moment that I wasn't valuing myself. I wasn't valuing what I had to bring to people's lives. And so therefore they weren't valuing it. I first of all, foremost, wasn't valuing myself. And I left that coaching conversation and he said, right, you're now a $2,000 a month coach and you offer unlimited coaching, right? But you book in two sessions a month. That's how you're going to, that's the price. That's what you're going to, that, that's, that's that. Like it was just like, this is what you have to do. And I was like, okay. And I jumped on a phone. Then this was a sad day. I flew back to Australia because we're at an event overseas. On the Monday, I, I rang 10 friends from Facebook. He's like, write down people's names that you think you can help, ring them up. I sold a hundred, I think it was hundred and hundred and sixty or hundred and ninety thousand dollars in coaching that day. Like more money in one day than I ever could have imagined possible. And twenty percent of it was paid up front. I obviously had a ton of money to be able to pay his fees from that point out, but that was a massive pivotal moment in me where I realized, holy shit, like the difference between me making it and not is just my own belief in myself. And even more than that, it's my own belief in my clients. And I think that in coaching, often I, I honestly believe our clients buy the belief we have in them. You know, they buy the belief that we have in them that we can get them results, you know, and they borrow our belief until they build that within themselves. So that was the first pivotal moment. And I want to share one more because I think it's really important. Oh, yeah. I went on from that point and I started to, to charge that rate. And then every now and again, I would feel like, not stretched by that price point. So I put my prices up and I remember I got to three and a half thousand a month because it's like, well, if I'm paying that for a coach, I should be able to charge that as a coach. And there was something about when I paid that amount of money, it almost made it okay for me to charge that amount of money. Do you know what I mean? There was this exchange that was going on. And I was on a train in Krakow in Poland with my partner at the time. And back then I had 15 clients I was doing nearly a million dollars a year in coaching, working two days a week. Like life was, didn't even have a website or a Facebook page. It was amazing. And I'm like, you know what? Like I'm now a $10,000 a month coach. And she's like, what? And I was like, I'm a $10,000 a month coach. Like I don't need any more clients. I'm going to start, and I was still getting people approach me. I was like, I'm going to start charging $10,000 a month. And I started pitching that. And for two months I got rejected. And something inside of me knew that they weren't rejecting the price They were rejecting my own level of self-worth that I had for me. And something inside of me knew through that journey, there's a whole bunch of other uh, blanks I've kind of skipped in, but I knew that the moment that I could fully embody my worth at $10,000 a month, I would sell a client at that price. And it was December, 2017. And I sold my first client $10,000 a month and I sold three in that one week. I went from selling no clients for, for, for almost two months beforehand. The moment I landed the first one, like bang, 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 three in a row. And that was once again, another clear moment. It's like my prospects, the market, the world is only a reflection of me, right? If you're getting clients that are showing up, not wanting to pay you, using excuses, like look in the mirror and notice where you have those same excuses in you. Like if you're not paying for coaching, if you're not paying to work on yourself, how can you expect others to pay to work on themselves? Like life is this energetic exchange right. I've realized. So if I get your, that when you said to the person you were with, I'm a $10,000 a month coach, that it didn't really click into believability for you at that point because it was two months of you kind of playing with that in a way. And then when it really settled, when you really owned it, that's when things began to change. Is that, was I hearing that correctly through that story? Yeah, I, I, I believed it. Like there was an aspect of me believing it, but believing it from the brain. And right, it's very it different than owning it. Yeah. It's different to owning it. So I believed it and I knew like, I, I looked at my clients, I was like, 
they're getting huge results for the small amount of money that's paying them. To a lot of people, it's a lot of money, but the results they're getting were far beyond that. Right. And the interesting thing too, Meg, is every time I put my prices up, my clients got better results. This was the craziest thing, yet my coaching hadn't changed. I hadn't up-leveled my skill set. But because they were paying more money, they valued the coaching more. They were more determined to go out there and implement and to take action to put things in place. Now, of course, I certainly had skills to coach them on. Like, wasn't right, like I was right. It's not, yeah, it's not all smoke and mirrors. There's really valid coaching going on there. But every time, the, it's almost like the quality or, or the, the intentionality of the clients increased. If somebody is willing to put that kind of money on themselves and, and put the the process forward. You know, I've heard of, of people investing $100,000. If you're going to invest $100,000 into a coaching program, my guess is you're going to be putting 110% into that. Yeah. yeah. You, you invest 500 bucks in a coach a month and you put in $500 worth of, worth, worth of execution with mm-hmm. an investment. You know, you invest $10,000 a month, you're going to put in $10,000 worth of effort. And, and of course, that's different for everyone. Like some clients I found like $10,000 wasn't a lot of money for them. So there was still their effort compared to other clients that had to stretch to pay $10,000 was relative. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was just a really interesting thing where I started to disassociate, I guess, from my perceptions of money and finances and what it meant to me and get into the world of my prospect and my clients and what money meant to them. You know, like our programs now, I know we need $10,000 a month, right? We still deliver like huge amounts of value, but, but also it's not me delivering it. Like I've got a team of amazing coaches that now deliver that training and coaching to mm-hmm. our clients as well. And I'm no longer working with 15 clients. We're working with 100 plus clients at any right. one time. Because you've built, you've built a, a, a program, you've built a business. It's not just Coach Barry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good. So all really good things to think about. And then that comes back to, if we're kind of summarizing, you've got to pay attention to what you're telling yourself about money, about your value, about what you're willing to, to bring forward as well, because there is that energetic shift. That is, and I think that that really needs to be heard. Like, are you investing in yourself? Are you asking other people to do something you don't do yourself? Yeah, that's, that's a really, really good point. Like, I would never ask a client to do something that I either hadn't already done myself or I wasn't prepared to do myself. And there's been times at some of the events we ran, we've asked clients to do pretty crazy things. Like, you know, an event recently, we told our clients before they went out, they weren't allowed to buy lunch. They had to find a complete stranger to buy them lunch. Now, that brings up a lot of stuff for people, especially entrepreneurs and business owners. They're generally lighthearted and generally always givers. So for them to actually receive, and it was funny that when they came back, they all had different stories around they would get it, but then they would offer like something in compensation for lunch being like, it was just interesting to see all their patterns being played out. And some people like they starved, they went without because they just couldn't go and approach a complete stranger. Yet other people did it with ease. It was just really interesting to see that, but that's all a representation of how we're wide and programmed. And you know, if we look at money, money is nothing more than energy, like an equal exchange. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the more that we try to hold on to it, the more that it eludes us, the more that we allow it to be free and the more that we invest into things that are valuable for our growth, the more that we allow ourselves to receive things that are valuable for our growth. They're really important messages for, for I'm hoping that each of you who's listening is, is thinking, wow, how can I apply this to the way that what my mindset is about money, where I feel like those barriers are that I keep. I think we all carry some baggage about money. I mean, and some of us are, are in different places, but those of you who are really struggling with asking for what you believe you're worth, I would really encourage you to open up your heart and your mind to some of the things that, that Barry's saying. Barry, what else, if anything, 
would you like to add to just the concept of being able to overcome the barrier of value and money and and charging for your services? Yeah, I guess the few things I had, I had a concern in the early days putting my prices up that people wouldn't get to work with me. I had this worry. It's like, oh, but what about all my amazing clients right now? Like if I put my prices up or if I start charging more, like who's going to service them? Who's going to look after them? Because I, I, I generally, it wasn't about money. Just, mm-hmm. I know we've had that conversation, but it's not about money. Like, like it's about impact and it's about right. changing people's lives. And I realized it's kind of like the analogy of the ocean, the ecosystem. Like there's always smaller fish for fish to eat. and There's always larger fish to eat smaller fish. Like it, it just really depends on where do you want to play in the food chain? Like, do you want to be a little shrimp at the bottom? And if you do that, that's totally fine. Like, because like, there be needs the to most, be shrimp at the bottom. That's be the part of the ecosystem. Shrimp. Yeah, you can be. Like, if you want to be a dolphin or a shark or a whale, like, be that. Be the best that you can be. Like, it doesn't matter. Just make sure that whatever, wherever you're choosing to play, it's a conscious choice, and it's a conscious choice because that's what you've chosen, not because that's what unconsciously you believe you're worth. And I think really like, like I'm a massive advocate. If you're a coach, you should be investing in coaching. Like whether that's, you know, investing in your services, Meg, whether that's buying a book, whether that's audio, whether that's an ongoing program, like, like constantly be investing in your coaching. Because if you're not, like how can you congruently go and ask others to invest in you too? There's a bit of a mismatch there. And my degree of, of investment has changed from, you know, having coaches that I'm paying a hundred grand a year for to maybe some months it might be audio books or it might be masterminds with, with other successful business owners, like it varies depending on where I'm at on my journey and what I need to learn most. But, you know, I realized recently I had a coach, hadn't had a coach for quite a while. I was like, wow, I've missed this. I've missed someone challenging my thinking. I've missed someone calling me out on things that just are part of my day-to-day norm that I've stopped noticing in myself. So I think that that's really important. And if you haven't got the money, find it. Like there's never a lack of resources. There's only ever a lack of resourcefulness. So if you're noticing you get caught up in the story like, oh, I'd love to hire a coach, but I haven't got any money, that's even more reason you need to find the money to hire a coach. And do yourself a favor when you hire them, implement what they share. You know, right. be super quick to implement what they share. Such good information. It was such a joy to spend time with you. Great energy and so much fun to be here today. And thanks for bringing your perspective and, and your stories to the audience today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Barry for sharing so much great information. If you'd like to know more about Barry or his business, The Game Changers, go to starcoachshow.com. Episode 195 show notes will have that information for you. I want to invite you back next week as I have the absolute pleasure of spending time with Ursula Padinga. She is a neuroscience specialist and her specialty is the neuroscience of prosperity. We're going to be talking about how we use both sides of our brain to create the kind of prosperity that we want in our lives, how we prime the brain for that success, and so very much more. You really don't want to miss this episode. Now, Part of my prosperity in doing this show is getting rates and reviews on Apple Podcasts so that more and more coaches can find the Star Coach Show. If you are enjoying the show, please consider leaving both a rate and a review at Apple Podcasts. There is a link to find that review at starcoachshow.com. 
I want to thank you again for being a listener. I hope that you're walking away every week with something that helps you be stronger in your coaching. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Be well, stay safe, be good to one another.